Welcome in to another edition of The Train with the Best Podcast. I am Craig Hoffman, sitting in my bedroom. The bedroom studio. That sounded a little weird. Chris Corris is on FaceTime. He yeah, we're going to re-record this one. <laughs> no, we're just going to leave it in. We're going to leave it in. Uh, it's okay. I live in like a sweet style bedroom. I'm sitting on my couch. It's not awkward at all. I'm staring out uh, the window. The lake is out there. It's it's a lovely afternoon in Reston, but you didn't have to come to Reston today because uh, you didn't have any clients like you originally were. So here we are. You're on FaceTime. Ta-da. Yes, sir. Uh, so here's what we got today. Uh Last week before the conversation with Mal, I talked about some stuff that we're going to do in the group fitness world. And today's kind of going to be our intro to that, where Chris and I, for our main topic in about 10, 15 minutes, are going to talk about just our experience with the group fitness world. Um, I don't know, Chris, really what yours is, to be honest. I don't know whether you were in that world as an instructor at all, how many different kinds of classes you've taken. I've certainly taken a couple here in the last couple of weeks, last couple of months um, that I want to talk about and some of the things that we like and some of the things that we dislike because there is definitely a long list, I think, of both and some really important things on both lists. So we'll get to that here in a few minutes. Uh, But first, one... Thank you to everyone who listened to the Mal Pew episode. We knew that one would do well. Uh, it was our fastest uh, listened to episode ever, like fastest to a thousand listens, uh, more listens in the first week than any episode we've ever had. Uh, so I guess I guess people like Mallory Pew. Yeah, I think it's a, well, two things. One, yes, people like Mal, and, and two, I think the podcast has grown since we since we started in Zoe's basement. So you know. The next, the next one we do will be the fastest to 2,000 and 10,000, hopefully. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what I like, Chris? I like Mallory okay. Pugh playing soccer because <laughs> I got to see that on Saturday night, and she yep. was the best player on the field. Now, not by, as she talked about, it's not like she was out there by miles the best player on the field because she has some extraordinarily talented teammates, and there were some extraordinarily talented players on the other side of the field, but... Uh, one of the funniest things that happened Saturday night, it was, well, it was a great night at Audi Field again, and it's such a bummer for the spirit. I know their players are really, really bummed out about the result. Um, they pulled ahead, so, you know, they pulled ahead, eventually, Rain FC comes back, ties it up, 90th minute, Washington pulls ahead again, great goal. You're like, oh my God, they're going to do this. We're going nuts in, in the field side suites. Um, I found I was able to find Steve like after that goal, big giant high five, big giant hug. Like We're pumped. They're going to do this. And then three minutes later, Seattle comes back and scores. And uh, so they finish a 2-2 draw, super bummed out. Seven minutes of extra time, never a number you want to see go up uh, <laughs> when you've just pulled ahead in the 90th minute. So, But, but it was... Um, it, it was magical. Pretty good at soccer too. <laughs> yeah, that Rapino character. She uh she can play a little bit. Yeah, I think I've heard of her. Yeah, Captain America, as she's known, at least in these <laughs> parts. Um, but Mal comes out, and this is her first game back off of a hip injury. She hasn't been able to play in a long time. Really, the the most extensively she played recently was the World Cup, um, and and she was a sub, and obviously didn't play the last couple of games over in France, as as we talked about with her. But she's out, and she's flying. And she just has a huge impact in the first half, especially she has an assist on their goal as they're tied 1-1 at the half. And I, as part of the the things that I was doing for them, did a halftime interview with Richie Burke, their coach. And, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Like, hey, you're tied 1-1 at the half. Mal had the assist. Like, how, how nice is it having her back? Like, softball, we only have 30 seconds. Uh, you know, it, and it's not like a TV interview. 
it's in the stadium. This right. is this is for the spirit fans. And right. Richie, as only Richie can, goes, Yeah, it's great having her back. It'd be nice if anyone else joined her. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man. Is it are you sure you weren't interviewing Greg Popovich? No, because then he would have been mad at me. <laughs> I was like, Oh damn, he just went there and I was like, All right, that did only took fifteen seconds. I have time for another question. All right, Richie, well what's your uh What's your message to pull ahead here in the second half to your team when you get in the locker room? He's like, well, it's basically going to be that. It'd be nice if you guys started playing. I'm like, holy God. And I was talking to some of the players after the game, and actually the funniest comment about it was Richie himself. So, you know, they tie. Uh, we still have that, this after-party thing after, um, and, and it was such a great night for the, for the team and the league. Like, it still was a fun atmosphere. Um, and, you know, it was it was one point, not three, but it, it's not like they lost. And so we're having the after party afterwards at this club stadium or this this kind of area, this bar inside the stadium. And I'm Richie's the you know, he comes in. I'm the first person he sees and he grabs me and he's like, you should have brought a microphone in the dressing room at halftime and heard what I said to them there. I was like, pretty sure we couldn't have put that in the stadium, man. Yeah. Um, and talking to some of the players, he uh, he got after him pretty good. But uh you know, it's he's a great coach, and uh, it, it was a great night. And seeing Mal play, and 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 the way she can control the ball, the the way she moves on the field was was awesome. Shayna Matthews was was a force in the second half for them. Um, it was it was a great night. And uh, again, thanks to the Spirit and their organization for all the stuff they've done for me and for us. Um, and and actually, at some point, we're gonna have to have Steve on this podcast and talk about some of the stuff he's doing at the league level. Um, as well as certainly getting some of the other players, someone like a Tory Hooster who just uh, partnered with St. Jude, a first-of-its-kind partnership for a player, um, specifically a female athlete, is an ambassador for them. So she's doing amazing work, and, and so many of these women are. So I uh, look forward to having some of the more of their players on as, as we move forward, and obviously some other friends, some of your friends in the league. Um, how was your NWSL Saturday night with Heo down in, yeah, down in North so, Carolina? So- uh, very similar to yours. It was, it was a perfect night for soccer because, as you know, the, the weather was perfect. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. You know, uh, I mistakenly got there right before the kickoff, which means I missed the first half because <laughs> it was packed getting into the stadium. It was one way in, one way out, one way out at Wake Med. And there was upwards of 10,000 people there. Uh, not as big as Audi Field, but it's just, it's a smaller stadium. And it, it, it felt it was it was just perfect. It felt great. It was a celebration of uh, Heather's career. You know, her, her good friends were there playing against her, which was, you know, Allie and Ash. And so, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it couldn't have gone better. The the, the Carolina, uh, the, the, the Courage won. I think it was 6-1. Hayo had an assist. She had a goal. Um, so it's a hell of it, a team was, they got down there. The, yeah. Talk about talk about some players that are impressive, that entire team, that entire squad from, from Heather O'Reilly to Crystal Dunn, Lynn Williams, uh, Jess McDonald, Sam Mewis. I mean, these, these are girls that they're, they're legit. And, you know, and, and I love it because like, I listen to you, I listen to your voice and you've got the women's soccer bug. You know, I, I'm, I've been, I've been on this drug for a while now, so it doesn't hit me as much, but man, it's so, it's so awesome to watch these women play. And, and it's almost like, I almost, I almost chuckle a little bit because, like, what do you expect? You expect them to just go out there and like fumble the ball around. Right. Like, you go out there and you're like, "Wow, these 
these girls are freaking legit. Well, yeah, what did you expect, you know? Right. And I remember, They're only I remember, the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, having guys like D'Angelo Hall and, and, you know, some of the guys from the Redskins, I would take them out there to the games, and they'd be like, man, it was so impressive. They, they, they'd sit field side and just see the speed of the game and the footwork. And, and, I, and I promised you, like, like, people ask me to this day, like, who, who's the best athlete that you've ever trained and things like that, and we break it down to, like, who's the strongest, most athletic, who, who had the highest jump. The best footwork I've ever seen was Ashton Harris. The best footwork I've ever seen. Hmm. And that's, that's including guys like RG3 when, when he, before he got hurt, D'Angelo Hall. Ashton Harris has the best, fastest footwork I've ever seen going through ladders, doing, th- doing some of the drills that we do. That's crazy, so, yeah, too, because she's like, a keeper. It's not like she's yeah. on the ball all the time. Oh, my God. Her, her footwork is amazing. So if you're not on this women's soccer kick, like Craig is right now, you need to get on it because it's it's one of the most enjoyable sports experiences that that you can have. Honestly, I'm so mad at myself for not getting on it sooner because I always enjoy it, and it's just like one of those things that now that I'm closer to it, there's a there's a, a personal intimacy, I guess, to it that that elevates it even more, and I like pushed it through the threshold of like enjoys it when he watches it versus just like. I'm going to make a point to watch it. Like I'm watching the every spirit game for the rest of the year. And like, look, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say in part, because some of these girls have become my friends. Like I've had a chance to be around yeah. them. And you know, mm-hmm. like I, it's not like I'm Rose Lavelle and Mal Pugh are, are my new best friends. It's, it's people that a lot of people listening probably haven't heard of. It, it's the Paige Nielsen's and, and Tori and, and uh, Maggie Doherty Howard. And like, but they're still amazing. Like, they would fit in on the World Cup field. Like, these are amazing women, amazing players, and I think that's also, like, one of the best parts of it is the quality of human you're dealing with is extraordinarily high in, in almost every case, and um, the time and dedication they put into it is the same as an NFL player or a Major League Baseball player, and um, unfortunately, they're not paid on the same scale, which is a whole separate thing for a whole separate time, and, you know, right. part is just simple capitalism, and sometimes capitalism sucks. Um, but you know, there's, there's more complex, obviously conversations to be had there, but, um, the heart, the dedication, the, and the talent, like the talent is overwhelming, um, when you see it up close and in person. And I'm glad I've got the bug and I'm excited to see, uh, where this bug takes me over the next, who knows how long rest of my life. Yeah. Um, speaking of cool stuff, by the way, before we, uh, break and go to our main topic, uh, you, uh, you got a pretty cool thing coming up and it's like officially, officially happening. And like people are already signed up and it seems like people yep. are signing up quickly. Yeah. People are signed. So we put it up yesterday on social. I, I sent some texts out to some of the, some of the people that I want, you know, to, that are, that are close friends of mine that I definitely want to be there. Um, but we've got some people who have already signed up for November 23rd. That's the uh, Onyx performance coach workshop. It's going to be sponsored by skills and trigger points. So this is something that you're going to be able to earn CECs on. If, if, if you need to go ahead and get that taken care of to keep your, your certification up to date, then, then you'll be eligible for those. Uh, and that's for NASM and ACE. And uh, there's a couple others. Yeah. That I'm and typically forgetting. like if you've got this type of certification I've got where you're not one of the bigger ones, um, then you can petition. And as long as one of those yep. big ones is doing it, then typically you can petition to get your, your CEUs or CECs, whatever they're called in your particular thing. Right. Right. And, and, and I'm really excited to have uh, Michael Cummings. Michael Cummings is the head of the research department for, for skills and for, for trigger point. And, and he does a lot with that company with M plus um, and, and he's always up to date with the latest and, and, you know, speed mechanics and change of direction stuff and recovery stuff. So, 
you know, it's going to be a high quality day and, and I'm looking forward to just hosting people at, at Onyx and Richmond and, um, you know, getting people from all over the country, all over the world here. So yeah, man, it's, it's exciting. I hope if you guys go and sign up and hopefully we can see you there. I, I haven't decided when I'm going to cap off registration, but I, I will make a limit on it at some point when, when it gets full. I just haven't decided on what that number is going to be yet. Yeah. I mean, it, I know how much time and effort you've been putting into this and, and how long this has been in the works. And we've had a couple of false starts on it. If we're being completely honest, you know, we, yeah, it's right. been like, all right, we're going to, we're going to announce it on the next podcast. Like we're ready to go. We got this person, this person, Hey, uh, are we going to, are we going to announce it? No, it's just, it's not going to work. And so yep. this has been a long time coming, uh, the effort you put into it and, you know, I, I tell people all the time and like, look, if you listen to this podcast, unless you're brand new because you started listening because Mal was on last week, then hi. Uh, and you get to hear this for the first time. But for a long time listeners, like I've talked about this all, uh, you know, a dozen times, two dozen times. Like part of the reason I do this is so I can learn from Chris. And I think that's one of the coolest things about this is you sharing this immense amount of knowledge you have with people through this platform. But if you ever get the chance to learn from him in person, then Take advantage of it. Do it. It is so worth your time, whether it's a Vertimax certification. And I tell people that, too. It's like, oh, like, I don't know how much I use the Vertimax. I'm like, I don't care. Go learn from Chris. He's really good at what he does. And he's really smart. And you'll learn a lot more than just the Vertimax. And so now we have this and, and it's uh, a more pointed thing. Some of the things that you think are most important in the industry and you get a chance to talk about it. And it's not just you. It's Michael, who is brilliant and has been a previous guest on this podcast. If you want to go learn a little bit more from him and get a little bit more background and hear from him, um, two of the best. And, you know, I'll be down there. So if, if for some reason you want to pick my brain, like in, in breaks and stuff, like by all means, I can't wait to be down there. And I'm sure there'll be other coaches that come in that are that are excited to, to be there and learn. But also, you know, you just kind of become a part of the community. And that's what these events become is is these these same conversations that we have on the podcast to just talk with other people in it and about their experiences and how they handle certain things and the things they think about. And that's how we all learn, grow and get better. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great event. So trainergores.com. You can find all the information or uh, hit Chris's Instagram at trainergores for a little bit more. If you want to read up on it, the poster, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll see you in Richmond on November 23rd. All right. That is it for the housekeeping and the preliminary discussion. Now on to our main topic, group fitness. It is how so many people experience fitness so what are some of the things we think that world does really well and some things that we think could be maybe a little bit better and then over the next couple weeks we'll be talking to some people in that world so that's next right here on the train with the best podcast the train with the best podcast is brought to you by super coffee hear this sound it is a big old box of maple pumpkin super coffee it is sitting right here on my kitchen table and it is phenomenal. Friend of the podcast, Sam Gunther, says it's better than a pumpkin spice latte. Craig Hoffman, host of this podcast, person whose voice you're hearing right now and just referred to himself in the third person, agrees with this sentiment. Also, as I said on last week's ad, your pumpkin spice latte doesn't have 10 grams of protein. Brand new for fall and Lord willing, it will stay because it is my favorite flavor of super coffee maple pumpkin available now also in super espresso and super creamer the nutrition facts all the same for the coffee just 80 calories five grams of your healthy fats 
10 grams of protein, zero sugar. Get it now at Whole Foods, Wawa, Wegmans, Giant, Target, Target they prefer, or 25% off your first order at drinksupercoffee.com. The code is train with the best. Again, drinksupercoffee.com. The code is train with the best. It's super coffee, super creamer, and super espresso from Key to Life Incorporated, reminding you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you quite literally right now by Momentus. That is the sound of my Momentus endurance recovery shake after playing basketball, sitting here recording the ads before posting this bad boy. Of course, it's been posted by the time you're hearing it. Otherwise, you couldn't be hearing it. What is Momentus? If you're new to the program, it is the world's best protein. It comes in three different formulas. Well, I guess three different styles. There's your kind of everyday protein. They have an endurance formula as well and a strength recovery formula. And your regular style protein, if you will, comes in both whey and plant-based. They have multiple delicious flavors. They also make an unflavored protein. Basically, they have something for everyone. And they've now even expanded their recovery game. They've gotten into the sleep realm. Don't have a personal story for you yet. All I know is that Momentus doesn't do anything that is not the best, that is not incredibly well-researched, and that does not work. I can't wait to get my hands on it, have an order pending, and then I will be able to tell you more. But I do know that Sarah Hendershot, who's their marketing director and a former Olympian, Tested it out and got a 13% increase in the quality of her sleep based off of her WHOOP data, which is pretty good data. So I think it probably works. Go to livemomentous.com. Use the code train with the best. 20% off your first order. That order can include anything. It can include any of the above proteins. It can include the sleep enhancement. It can include, well, I guess those are the only two things they sell. So all of those things. Maybe a shaker bottle, I guess, if you want to throw that in there. 20% off your first order. The code is train with the best. I get an email every time someone does that, and you guys are exploding the old inbox. So I love that. I know you guys are using the code. Keep on doing it. Livemomentous.com. The code is train with the best. It's 20% off. If you want to train with the best, you better recover with the best. Whether that's protein or sleep, that means momentous. Our main topic today, I introduced on last week's podcast, the group fitness world is how so many people experience their fitness lives really you know whether it's you think back to to aerobics classes uh the 1980s to some of the more modern stuff now and when we say group fitness it's really anything outside of personal training or working out on your own right so this could be a orange uh orange theory class this could be a soul cycle class this could be the modern versions of your aerobics classes in gyms whether it be a zumba or a body pump or whatever it is in, in your big box gyms we certainly have a ton of them in, in one life and in, in sport and health and u.s fitness around the country now and especially here in the dc area we have so many different types um today i was in the gym training and all of a sudden a group of people ran out of the the group fitness studio and were running to the front of the gym and running back and you know there's there's an energy to it that i think a lot of people are attracted to so chris when you think of the group fitness world what are some of the things Let's start with the positive. Some of the things that, that you really like about it that you think maybe we could even learn from in, in our side of the industry. There's a ton that we can learn from group fitness. And there's a, there's a ton that I always draw from group fitness. Like, you know, there, there are things about it that, you know, I, I obviously don't necessarily agree with, but it's not, it was never meant to be what we want it to be. Right. Like group fitness was uh, an entry level for people who, maybe are, are sedentary, they don't they don't move around a lot, they need to go get fit, they need to do something. So what's the most motivating and cheapest way 
to get moving again. And that's, that's group fitness, right? Like it, not everybody can, can afford $150 a session with a personal trainer, right? Like to, to, to be able to join the gym and, and jump into a class where you're working out with other people, the energy is high, the music is blasting, the, the, the instructor is charismatic and energetic. You know, th- those are things that are motivating for people and get them off of the couch. And so it's a, it's a great, like, entryway in, into it, um, in, in the sense that it gets people motivated. Now, is it a great entryway in the sense that is it going to address all of your movement issues and all of your, right, like, movement deficiencies and imbalances and things like that? No, absolutely not. And it, and it probably never was meant to be, right? But, oh, yeah, you know, sure. we, we fit it into that box like, oh, well, well, this is bad for people. Yeah, of course, this is not as good as personal training. It never was meant to be. But there is a ton that we can learn from the, the way that they structure the classes, the way that the music and, and the way that everything is coordinated. And, you know, there, there, there's a lot to the preparation of those classes. I always say, like, one of the one of the bad things about personal training, I'll say, is that. I've seen personal trainers just kind of, they just kind of wing the session. They're not prepared. They don't know what they're going to do next. They're just, they're just literally like winging the session. And that doesn't happen in the group fitness world. That's not something that they just wing. They're, they're prepared for it. Right. Um, Like they know exactly what's going to happen at, at what point in time in the class. Right. They have to be, they have to be on time. The music matches, the moves matches. They're prepared with one or two like options in case somebody can't do like a step up on the in the step class or whatever, you know. But the structure of that class—that's something that I've always admired, right? It's like it, 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 its like when you go out there in, in football, right? Like you have a game plan, you have a script that you follow. Yes, there's some audibles that you can call, but you have a general game plan. You're not just going to go out there and just like run a play, just line up somewhere and do something. And, right. and a lot of times, I see that in the personal training world. I see personal trainers just kind of like wing a session without having anything prepared. Yeah, absolutely. The the preparedness and and especially so like one of the the things I did recently um, was solid core and the preparedness down to the second of the programming was really impressive. And they knew exactly because for them, they're trying one of their big things is like, you go to some other group fitness stuff and you're going to get 20 minutes of instruction in a 60 minute workout. They're giving 50 minutes of instruction in a 50 minute workout. And maybe realistically it's 49 seconds, 49 minutes and 30 seconds because you're transitioning, but you're transitioning like 10 times and each transition is only three seconds. Like that's amazing to understand how to functionally get people from A to B. And of course for them, it's just on a reformer, but you're switching sides of the reformer. You're having to attach this piece of equipment. You're having to change springs and the way that they go from A to B to C to D is pretty outstanding. And and I was really, really impressed um, with the structure of the solid core workout. I should, I, I was not mentally prepared properly for that. I didn't realize that muscle failure was the, uh, was the goal. And I was not mentally prepared to fail as much as I failed, but it was a great so, workout. So, um, so that's the part of the, that's the part of the, the group fitness world that I have to get a little bit used to. And, and again, it's not like right or wrong or whatever, yeah. but like, when, when, when I, when somebody tells me I'm going to failure, when somebody tells me to sprint or when somebody tells me to go all out, like those means something that's completely different in our world. Yes. To me, to me 100%. That means, like, you, when you tell me sprint, oh 
all out, okay, like I've got six seconds in my tank. You know what I mean? Right. But when you tell me to sprint all out, and I've been sprinting all out, or moving at a pace all out for 10 seconds, and you tell me I've got a minute left of this, that was different. I distinctly <laughs> remember, and we've talked about this before, yeah. Like I distinctly remember taking a spin class at our gym, and we're going to go all out for 60 seconds. And I almost screamed back at the instructor, that's not a thing! Yeah, that's not that's not a thing. Like, but, but look, again, like if you, if you think about who are, we, who are we talking about, right? Right. We're talking about... The average consumer, the ones who don't have the, the money to do personal training or, or the ones that just enjoy this stuff, right? Um, they're, they're not elite athletes per se. Like, they're not going to the World Cup. They're not going to be competing with Mallory Pugh on, on, on a Saturday night, right? They're just trying to get fit. So, yeah, to them, all-out effort for a minute, that kind of makes sense. That, that makes sense for them. Right. Because, because to them, all-out isn't really – what we would call 100% like ATP CP effort, right? right. So, like, but, like we're, but that's that's us like coming off of our horse. We have to get off of that a little bit and, and understand. 100%. Because, like one of the things that I did, I was up in New York and I did a class over at HIT. Um, and, and I and I can get, I forget what this lady's name is. Her name is Katie. And they did an awesome job. Like for, from the, the delivery of the experience, right when you walk in, they got, Remember, you and I had this discussion about why don't hotels get the good lotion, you know? We had that discussion? That I don't think had? so. That was, like, that was not on the air, but we just, gave, <laughs> we just gave a little bit of, why don't hotels get the good lotion? Well, this is the type of place that you go in, and they got the good soap, and they got the good shampoo and conditioner because they know that, you know, for, for most people in the fitness industry, that when you're coming in to work out, it's mostly women. So you got to have a nice locker room. And you got to mm. have the good soap and the good sh- and the shampoo. So they. By the way, that. that's why amongst the big box gyms, Equinox has like a great rep. The most of their gyms actually are not that good from an equipment standpoint. Like I don't yeah. like working out in Equinox, but damn, their shampoo's nice. The shampoo is really nice. The locker room is really nice because that matters. Like the people want to know, like, all right, when I have to go get changed to go to work now, am I changing in a nice spot, right? But then even just the delivery of their workout, everything was choreographed. From their instructions to the music to the lighting to like to like everything was choreographed and was perfect and that was just something that I was like all right how do, how do we how do we do this on a personal training level like how do we combine this type of experience where everything is systematic and structured and choreographed but also deliver a customized experience for for each individual person right so. There's a, there's a lot that we can learn from group fitness, and I'm excited to have some of these guests on to talk about how they've built their programs and, and, and how they've built their base. Yeah, without question. And, and I would say this on the last thing we'll discuss real quick on the positives end. It's just an extension of what you just said is I think the most impressive thing about a solid core, an orange theory, a soul cycle is one of the best examples of this. They build communities. Absolutely. There is a community sense and oh, we're going to Soul Cycle, like or I, you know, the people that I know that you know from Soul Cycle, or um, there's two boxing gyms that, that I, I will shout out here in DC that are amazing at this Bash and Rumble, like the, and a lot of these places, these boutique fitness type shops, they'll like their instructors and thus their members kind of become their own community that they bounce around and, and are involved with each other. Like I know some of the solid core instructors that then go to Rumble for boxing, and then the Rumble. 
uh, instructor and and you know whoever else will go to Soul Cycle together, and they like maybe they'll do long runs away from the the gym, and like the sense of community and inclusion that these places have is outstanding. And on a level, it's the same of stuff that we talk about all the time on the personal training side, where you're trying to build a relationship. But I think on a consistency basis, it's done way better in the group fitness world than than in the personal yeah. training world, where it's it often is way more transactional in nature um, than the the community sense and just even how they present the workout is this like welcoming we're here and we're in this together and some of that's yep. almost impossible to do in a personal training on that you level because you need that group element you need that team to do right. it and and if we could figure out a way in our world to capture that sense of team the thing that we all love so much about being athletes and, and playing sports growing up and that a lot of us miss about it if we could figure that out and that's part of the reason by the way i love where i work because i think like with our ep program specifically at Reston, where i work like sam and i have created that like we are interacting with each other's clients and you know we there is this sense of team that happens but if you can figure out how to do that within your gym like that's a magical magical thing we can take from the group fitness world absolutely that's something that we do at onyx like you know we, we every everybody knows everybody so when you come in you know all the trainers all the trainers know you you know that's a, that's just something that we've been able to build and, and and like you said some of this is just human nature right like when you get a group of 20, 30 people working out and it's a common goal, you know, there's going to be bonds created. So it, it's, it's awesome when you do it right. It's, it's awesome. And it, it, and for me, like there's a lot of admiration from me when I see it done the right way. Yeah. Without question. All right. So then, then you get to some of the negatives. Um, and I think on some level, these are again, obvious and also a nature of the beast. There's no yep. perfect way to do all of this stuff. Just like we just said, it'd almost be impossible to create the same energy of a group workout in a personal training session. You obviously can't personalize a workout in a group fitness setting the way you can with a, a personal training one-on-one. -on -one. You don't have time to assess everyone. You don't have time to program individually. You're trying to do the best for the most people. However... In my experience of the group fitness stuff, and I will specifically point to one of the boxing gyms I went to. Um, I'm not going to say which one um, because I don't think that's fair because I haven't had a chance to talk to them about it. It's something that I'm hoping to have the person that programs for this place on the podcast, and I will address it with them then and give them a chance to defend themselves, but I don't want to like throw shade without doing that. But like, <laughs> it's one of the boxing classes I went to. I just thought the so like these boxing classes, you are on the bag on one side and I have no criticism of that because that's not my world. That part was awesome. We were hitting stuff. It made sense. We did cool combos. I thought they did a good job teaching it. But there's also a floor side and you have like weightlifting or bodyweight workout. You have, you know, more muscle building type of things, we'll say. Sure. Um, and it was all push based. It was all like push-ups or you're in a plank position doing knee tucks or this that the other thing and you know obviously sometimes you wind up doing burpees and those those should be banned and made illegal but i'll, I'll yep. put that aside for a second because uh, i know people you know like to sweat a lot and burpees are great for that and also making you feel like death uh but i i think that from a programming standpoint even within the realm of group fitness, these places could do a better job of understanding who is coming to them and what they need. And 
I don't know how to accomplish that without having, I don't want to use the words higher qualified, but like deeper thinking trainers on staff in charge of the programming. And it's as simple as realizing that the average person going to a group fitness class is someone who is at their desk all day, sedentary, in the same three positions. They're at driving on their phone or at a keyboard. And that's all forward. And if I were doing a boxing class, especially, let's say, where you're then punching forward, punching forward, punching forward, I would do nothing but pull on the floor side. Right. I would never press, ever. Because people in that class need that posterior chain strength up and down to undo that position they've been all day. And if you're just going right. to add to it by throwing punches forward, you're not like, yes, they're sweating. Yes, they're getting that amazing feeling that they want and really why they're there. But I think group fitness in general does an outstanding job of giving people exactly what they want and could do a much better job of giving people what they need. Yeah, 100% agree on that. And, and I think, you know, like it, it's very hard in the boxing gym because that's what that's the nature of that workout. I think there are places out there that, that do a better job of balancing the workout so that it looks a little bit more like what people actually need. Um, you know, you get into some of these boutique fitness places, F45, OTF does a decent job at it. Um, I feel, I feel like all of these places could, could be a little bit better. Um, and yeah, I've been in those classes where like everything is the push. Everything is just like meant to, to try to make you throw up, you know, and it's not necessarily about the quality of work, but how much work you can do. Um, so, Yes, there's there's a lot to be desired when it comes to the programming of some of these group fitness uh, places, and, and and some of it also is like you know, a, a lot of it was born off of like these these boot camps, right? Like Barry's boot camp or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Look, these these things were born off of somebody that was just like doing something extra on their own time and just like coming up with stuff and getting the group together. These people were not necessarily like biomechanics like Donnie Raymond. Right, right. right. just people that just wanted to do their own thing, and people were like, oh, cool, are you working out? Can I work out with you? And then that grew, and that grew, and that grew, and then they made a business out of it, right? So you got you to gotta take a look at that, and now what we got to do is we got to sprinkle in some of the sports science or, or some of, like, the movement science behind it and say, okay, we can still do this thing. We can still have some of the uh the group fitness pluses but just add in some of these other things one thing i'll put out there is it is challenging if you're go if you're out there in the middle of the field doing like a boot camp at 6 a.m on saturday morning there's not a lot of options for pulling movements yeah when you have no equipment there's not a lot everything that you're going to do is a push you know? well you can do like things like flyovers you could do reverse flies empty-handed like there's to me it's just right. it's you may okay, not have a lot of options but I think it's I think it's on the people programming, whether it's individual instructors or a lot of times they're given the program. Like if it's going to be centralized from a programming standpoint at a corporate level, the people that are doing it, I, th I don't think it's too much to ask to have a couple of tricks in the bag to give people what they need, because it, it is a need type of thing. Uh, I get it. And, and, and look, this is the, this is the always I always tell my staff this, right? Like it's always. We always give what they want and what they need, right? Because, like, uh, I use that analogy. Like, if I if I go into a restaurant and I order pizza and beer, 
that restaurant better give me pizza and beer. They don't get to come with me with, with like kombucha and a salad and say this right. is better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So so like when these when when people are coming into these group classes, they're going in there because they literally like psych themselves out all day, like, okay, I'm gonna die at this class. I wanna yeah. go to this class and die. I wanna go to, and tell my friends after the class and tell them how I died at this class. So like a lot of a lot of it is like, yeah, we're just giving you what you wanted. What you wanted was to die. You know, so I, I get it. It's both ways. But, yes, I, I totally agree with you. There, there, there is a lot left to be desired when it comes to the programming side of it. And there are ways to kill people while still giving them some of the other movements that they don't get when they're sitting at a desk all day. Because at the end of the day, like these, these people, they just that, that feeling of exhaustion. We can accomplish that in so many different ways. Right. Absolutely. And, and also one more negative bleep burpees. <laughs> yeah. Burpees is a go-to. If you're going to a group class, you better expect to do burpees. Like uh, I, I, I do now, and I'm just like, son, when they come up, I'm like, I knew this was going to happen. Son of a... I should just stand there with my middle finger up at the instructor. Be like, what, are you, what is that guy yeah. doing? What a jerk. Like, no, you're the jerk. You told me to do burpees. <laughs> All right, coming up uh, on next week's episode. I don't know, but we'll be back. Uh, we're, we're back in, in the rhythm of a football season now for me, uh, and, and Chris has kind of got his schedule a little more straightened out, so we should be doing one a week. Famous last words. We'll probably miss next week now that I said that. But now we'll, we'll figure something out for next week. And as I said on last week's episode, if you are someone in the group fitness world, whether as someone who partakes, someone who teaches, someone at the corporate level, we'd love to hear from you to get you in on this discussion to talk specifically about your camp. I'll happily go take a class somewhere if someone wants me to try it out, and then we can talk about it. That's kind of what we did with Solid Core, and hopefully we'll have some of the Solid Core folks on here soon because that was a really interesting, different kind of workout that I enjoyed a lot and, and would love to chop it up and, and understand some of the science behind it. So uh, we'll be doing that with a couple of different group fitness things throughout the, you know, really the, the end of the year. It it's, doesn't have to happen immediately, but um, I think it's a cool and interesting topic that we have not done a great job on this podcast of, of covering. So ta-da, here's today's episode. Uh, that's it. That's all. Also, don't forget, trainergorez.com. Sign up for Chris's education event down at Onyx on November 23rd. Chris, I will see you next week, my friend, and uh, talk to you on the pod then. All right, brother. 